Welcome to my show. Everything you've always wanted to know about the Catholic faith, but did not have anyone to ask. This is your host, Abraham, and for the next 15 minutes, I'll try to answer your questions about the Catholic faith. From the back-breaking God's foreknowledge and free will, to what food was served at the Last Supper, and everything in between. Here, you ask the questions, we give the answers. I promise you, each episode will not end without you and I learning something new about our Catholic faith. And now for episode 86. What is the Holy Spirit? I came across this excellent and very clearly written article about the Holy Spirit. And I thought I should share this with listeners in the hope that they'd learn from it the way I learned a lot from it. It's an article from Ralph McEnerney's International Catholic University. Everything I say here is a direct verbatim quote from that study series. Let's start. We have been considering the origin of the Son and the Holy Spirit from the Father. We reflected on the profound truth that the Father generates the Son by an act of intellect. When we know something, there is a likeness of it in our mind. So also the Father, knowing himself perfectly, produces a perfect image of himself. That perfect image is the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. We know by faith, the Church tells us, the Bible tells us, and we profess in our creed that there is a third person in the Trinity whom we call the Holy Spirit. Today, most of us are aware of the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the life of the Church. Many people now pray regularly to the Holy Spirit. Forty years ago, that was not so common. At that time, it was often referred to as the forgotten person in the Trinity. Let's admit it. It is difficult for us to get a mental grasp on the Holy Spirit. We can imagine the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. How do we imagine the Holy Spirit? About the best we can do is to picture to ourselves a dove descending on Jesus as St. John baptizes him in the Jordan River. Or we might imagine the tongues of fire descending on the apostles in the upper room on Pentecost. But it is difficult for us to attach the meanings of personality and divinity to a dove or to a tongue of fire. The latter, however, are visible signs or symbols of the invisible third person of the Blessed Trinity. We have already seen that there are two processions or internal activities in God, knowing and willing. The New Testament and the teaching authority of the Church say that the Son proceeds from the Father by an act of intellect. The Holy Spirit also proceeds from the Father and the Son, but the New Testament does not specify precisely how or in what way He proceeds. The common teaching of the great theologians like Augustine and Thomas Aquinas is that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the will or from the mutual love of the Father 
and the Son. Accordingly, there is a special relationship between the Holy Spirit and acts of the will, especially the act of love which proceeds from the will and not from the intellect. The Roman Catechism teaches that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the divine will inflamed, as it were, with love. The biblical name of the third person, Holy Spirit, pneuma or wind, breath, principle of life, designates a principle of activity, as act of will is an inclination to some known good. The word holy in the personal name of the third person indicates a relationship to the will, since holiness resides in the will. Also, works of love are attributed to the Holy Spirit. Thus, St. Paul says, The charity of God is poured forth into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Romans 5, 5. The attribution of the works of love to the Holy Spirit is based on His origin from the will of the Father and the Son. We infer, therefore, that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son by an act of love. Thus, the fathers of the church, relying on Scripture, call the Holy Spirit love, charity, gift, living fountain, bond of love, kiss of love. A gift, for example, is directly related to love, since a gift is a visible sign of love. Thus, St. Peter uses the word gift in his sermon on the first Pentecost, when he said, You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. The other titles given to the Holy Spirit also indicate some relationship to an act of the will, to love in one way or another. Since the Holy Spirit proceeds by an act of will of the Father and the Son, it should be clear that it does not proceed as a perfect image through generation. So the Holy Spirit is not a Son of God. Only the second person of the Trinity can be called Son, as we have already explained. For St. John calls the Him the only begotten Son of the Father. Appropriately then, the 5th century Athanasian Creed says, The Holy Spirit is not made nor created nor generated, but proceeds from the Father and the Son. Theologians have given a name to that type of proceeding, calling it spiration, from the noun spirit, which of course means breath. We have a good indication of this in St. John's Gospel in chapter 20, 20 to 23. After his resurrection, when Jesus appeared to his apostles, St. John says he breathed on them, verse 22 and then gave them the power to forgive and to retain sins. The term spiration designates the loving activity between the Father and the Son, which results in the term of their love, namely the Holy Spirit. So they say that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son through spiration. This doctrine was taught clearly, the Second Council of Lyon 
in 1274. There are three distinct persons, but only one God. So there is only one divine nature or essence, which is common to all three. They are co-equal in power, majesty, wisdom, and everything else. The distinction between them is to be found in their origin. The Father has no origin. The Son proceeds from the Father by intellectual generation. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son as from one principle because of their intense mutual love. The Father loves the Son and the Son loves the Father so intensely that their mutual love terminates in the third person of the Blessed Trinity. Accordingly, we are justified in referring to Him as the love of God, the power of God, the Spirit of truth, a river of living water, and the kiss of the Father and the Son. It is a divine, defined dogma of the Catholic Church that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and from the Son as from a single principle through a single spiration. You will find this in Lateran 4, Leon 2, and Florence. That the Holy Spirit is not generated, and so not a son is affirmed by the Athanasian Creed. And Lateran 4, Toledo 11. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is said to be the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of the Son. Therefore, He proceeds from both the Father and the Son. He is called the Spirit of the Father in Matthew 3.16, 10.20, Romans 8.9, 1 Corinthians 2.12. He is called the Spirit of the Son or the Lord or of Jesus in Acts 5.9, Acts 16.7, 2 Corinthians 3.17 following. Galatians 4 6, Philippians 1 19, and Romans 8 9 to 11. These texts speak about a divine person, not a mere created gift. The church teaches that the, that the Holy Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son. This idea is expressed in the Creed by the famous word filioque. Here is an argument for the mo notion that the Holy Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son as from one principle. Everything the Father, the Father has, He communicates to the Son, except being Father or paternity. But it belongs to the Father that the Holy Spirit proceeds from Him. Ergo, He also communicates that to the Son. Ergo, the Holy Spirit also proceeds from the Son. In Scripture, the unity of the spirating principle is indicated by the way in which the Holy Spirit is presented as proceeding from the Father and the Son. For that the Holy Spirit is, is the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of the Son is presented as the same thing. Likewise, that the Holy Spirit is sent by the Father in the name of the Son, and that the Son sends the Holy Spirit. This is shown especially in John 
16:15 where when the person is given when the reason is given why the holy spirit proceeds from the son it is said that everything which the father has belongs also to the son including the fact that the holy spirit proceeds from the father rightly therefore the church along with the fathers and theologians understands that the holy spirit proceeds from both persons inasmuch as they are one in being a spirating principle so there we hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope that this episode has added just a little bit more to your knowledge of the catholic faith as it has tremendously added to mine if you've enjoyed the show please share this podcast with others it will mean so much to us and please continue listening everything you've always wanted to know about the catholic faith but it doesn't have anyone to ask god bless you